Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I want to talk about the power of a praying wife. In the next couple of days, we have coming up a 14-day Pray for Your Husband Challenge where I have partnered with Strengths Marriage to bring you guys 14 days of prayer prompts in the Intentional Abundance community. So if you're not there, I definitely want to encourage you to jump in and pray with us. But today I want to talk to you guys about the power of a praying wife, some of the ways that we can pray for our husbands, the importance of praying for our husbands, and a little bit of personal testimony surrounding this. So if you have not listened to the episode directly preceding this one, it was one where I brought my husband, Robbie, into, and we talked about marriage being 100-100, not 50%. And it's kind of a difficult episode to listen to. I don't know, maybe not, maybe that's not the best way to phrase it. Maybe it's one that might be difficult for your husbands to listen to. And I encourage you in all the episodes that I have Robbie in to share with your husband, to listen to it with him, because we are talking about things, a man and a woman, husband and wife coming together to just have a conversation that is sometimes really good to lean into together and listen to together and then discuss as a couple. And this was one that maybe if you listened to it, you were thinking, I can't share this with my husband, even though I'd like to. I don't want him to, you know, shoot the messenger is like I'm doing air quotes per se. And Robbie was hoping to be the one standing in the middle of that. He was hoping to be the messenger, the one that is willing to let other men be mad at him for this challenge. And I know he's even sent the episode to a couple of his friends saying, you want a reason to hate me? Here you go. You know, just to, to iron sharpens iron and to call out to the men for them to rise up. Right. But we know it's not always the case in every marriage that um, a wife is going to be able to sit and listen to this with her husband or that her husband is even going to receive something like this very well. But, um, I do, I do want to preface before I get into the rest of this, that there is a great importance on being able to communicate with your spouse. So I don't want you to skip over that aspect. If there are hurts, if there is a breakdown of communication or struggle going on, I strongly encourage you to reach out to somebody that is able to help you guys in this, whether that's a marital counselor, maybe that's an older couple in your church. Maybe that's someone like Lindsay in Strengths Marriage who's coming in 
um, to this challenge with us to help lead us in these prayer prompts as well, who focuses on helping each of you live from your strengths and incorporating that into your marriage. Um, but when communication is, is maybe somewhat broken down or it's not the easiest necessarily to share something like this with your husband, I do want to give you guys some ways and ideas that you can still work through this type of stuff. And maybe some of you are thinking, you know, your husband kind of feels like the enemy. <laughs> Trust me. I know what that's like. I have been there. I was there recently where I was like, what is even happening? Like, who is this person? Like, he is not my partner, my everything, my like the love of my life right now, what is going on? And I want to encourage you guys one to remember that there is always a third person in your marriage and you get to choose over and over and over again. If that third person is going to be God or the enemy in every circumstance over and over and over again. And also I want to remind you that Christ calls us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. That's from Matthew 5, 44. And maybe sometimes it's not that serious. Maybe sometimes it's just confusion or miscommunication or a little bit of hurt, stirred up emotions, um, whatever. But in all of these different circumstances, we have a few options at play. We, we can choose a couple of different things of ways that we're going to respond or react. We can argue, complain, avoid, nag, debate, beg, give the silent treatment, or we can pray right? Christ calls us to pray unceasingly. And I want to remind you guys about the power that lies in the hands of a praying wife, of a woman who is going to pray over her husband. Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 12 say, who can find a virtuous wife? In other translation, it says excellent. Who can find an excellent wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And I believe the best way that we can do this is to pray. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. But I want to encourage you and remind you as well that this is not about control. This is not about, I want X and my husband says no, so I'm just going to pray until he says yes about it. It's actually about lying everything at the feet of Jesus and relying on the power of God to transform you and your husband and your family in the process, because that's his business. That's what he does. That's his specialty and forte is listening to our prayers and transforming us from our hearts, from the inside. It's about coming into unity with God. And it's about being an example to not just our children, but also the world at large. The world that throws around that ugly D word like it's the easiest solution of all, which we know is just another lie of the enemy. Luke 10, 19 says that God gave us authority over all the power of the enemy. Wow. Authority over all the power of the enemy. Sometimes I think we can get into this mindset to think that the enemy is so big and so strong and so powerful and so clever and deceiving. And while, while I do believe that to a certain extent, right? Like I have faced spiritual warfare time and time and time again in my life, but we have authority over all of his power in the best way to thwart the plans of the enemy his plans to come between our marriage and our relationship with God and our husband's relationship with God is to pray for him. 
And I want to just take a moment to give a little segue about a story of mine, a story in my marriage, where praying for my husband truly transformed his thoughts and his mind and his heart. And it has to do with, with our adoption journey. For myself, I knew from a very young age that I always wanted to adopt. My mom was always taking in little ones that were her friend's kids, and we were forever babysitting nieces and nephews and and all of that kind of stuff. And I loved having other kids around, especially the ones, the friends that she took in who were like, they were into drugs and alcohol or always fighting in the home and just like environments that kids really shouldn't be around, you know? And these kids were coming into our home, which was not perfect by, by any means, but it was still better than the kinds of things that they were being exposed to in their home. And I know a couple of, of young kiddos in particular that they practically lived with us for like years of their lives. They were always at our house. They were practically raised like my siblings. And it wasn't a foster care situation. It was just like, my mom's like, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, I'll take them. You know, she has a heart for kids like I do. And I just had that heart where I was just like, man, you know, there are kids who are in these situations, in these really tough, traumatic home environments of, of honestly, parents who have their own unhealed traumas, who are trying to do the best they can, maybe. I mean, you know, anyways, I digress. So I always knew that I wanted to adopt, that it was going to be a part of my life at some point. Even when I was, I think, 17 or 18 years old, I wrote down a bucket list and it's on a, it's on just a line sheet of paper from a notebook. And I still have it floating around somewhere in my home. I think it's packed away in a box, but I came across it a couple of years ago again and adopt was written on that list. Um, so it was always a thing for me. And when my husband and I got married, um, I, I used to joke before I'm never having kids because I watched my aunt go into labor when I was 10 years old. And I was like, holy moly, like I, that's, I'm never doing that. Do not sign me up. And I always watched those. Like I didn't know I was pregnant shows on TLC and all these just like traumatic birth stories and whatever else. Um, so I was just like, no, thanks. Like, I don't want that. Um, I I'm regretting that now because I think I might've like spoke that over myself a little too much. Anyways, um, God can do anything. So I got married to my husband and he would joke that like instantly my uterus caught on fire and I just like wanted kids as soon as we got, as soon as we got married, it seemed like, and he was like, no man, like I'm finally free. I'm not living with my parents. Like I just ranked up in the military to where I'm not this like lowly grunt having to be like commanded around, you know, my every beck and call. Like he's finally stepped into his freedom and his manhood. And he's like, I want to be answering to some baby. I want to have the freedom to like buy whatever I want and travel and do whatever I want. And so I respected that for a long time. And it was actually a couple of years of me being in that space of maybe I was like the complaining, the nagging, the begging, the whining, like, this is what I want though. And it was years down the road. My husband had actually deployed and he said, when I get home from deployment, I think we can start to grow our family. And it was like the greatest day of my life. I was like, woohoo, yay, awesome. So um, throughout the entire six months of his deployment, we were like preparing for baby and like all these things. And he gets home and we were trying for over a year. And then they did tests. And we've shared, I think, a little bit about all of that stuff. Um, if you guys want to know more, happy to share. Maybe we'll do a whole nother podcast episode about that specifically in the future. Um, but lo and behold, fast forward, we can't have kids. Um, like. 
he has issues. I have issues together. We're like the perfect infertile couple. <laughs> I still like have this hope in me and I truly believe that God can do anything. And I know that the power lies in his hands and in his will. Um, so it's not something that I've stopped praying for, but I've stopped, um, obsessing over it. If that makes sense. Like I've stopped feeling like I need that in my life. But as soon as we found out we couldn't have kids, it was very quickly to me, like adoptions, the next thing. Like I knew that because I had always known adoption was going to be part of my story since I was little. I've always wanted this. And whenever I would bring it up to my husband, it was just like, no. And, and I don't think he'll, he'll mind me sharing this part of it, but but his stance was, if I can't have kids of my own, I'm definitely not taking care of somebody else's problem. And I have air quotes around the problem, right? Because obviously his heart and his mind has shifted so much in that sense. And he does not see children as problems anymore as he did at that time. He was speaking from a place of hurt, truly. But anytime I would bring up trying to do more research or do more tests or or find out what the next step is for us to be able to conceive biologically, if that was a possibility or, or maybe adoption, it was no. And it was a firm no. And for a long time, we went around and we traveled the world. Like truly, we, we did whatever we wanted and we didn't know the Lord at the time. And it was a few years later um, that we did come to know the Lord. And I remember just coming to him because I was so broken and so sad and so lonely and so depressed. And so like, I literally had hit rock bottom, you guys. Like I, I had no goodness left in me, like of my own, right? And, and it was through that, it was a very trying season, but a lot of healed trauma from childhood, a lot of growth spiritually, mentally, emotionally, like so many amazing things happened throughout that wait in myself and in my husband. And it was nearly a decade, you guys, a decade of me not nagging, not complaining. We would communicate. I would share my desires with my husband periodically, you know, that like, this is still a desire of mine. Like I want to be a mom and I've always wanted to adopt. Like you, you've known that about me since before this infertility was a thing. And so we would communicate about it. And sometimes I would get emotional, but I wasn't begging. I wasn't nagging. I wasn't trying to control or force or anything like that. But in the background for years, I truly just prayed. It was all that I knew how to do because I wasn't, I certainly did not want to, to force it and go into adoption and then have my husband divorce me or leave me. Cause he's like, this is not what I wanted. And then be a single mom. I didn't want him to um, you know, cause further trauma upon our child because he truly did not want to parent. And I did not want us parenting from, a, from an icky space. And I remember one of the days that he came to me and he said, Hey, you know, if, and when I get this next promotion at work, then, you know, in his mind, he felt like we'd be a little bit more financially secure to be able to move forward in the process and actually be able to afford a child. He said, when I get this next promotion at work, um, I'd like to go ahead and start the adoption process and start getting some of the paperwork in order. And I was like, deer in headlights. My eyes lit up. My heart was like bursting with joy. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? <laughs> you know? And so it truly was years, you guys, years upon years of me just being that wife in the background that was just praying like, Lord, you have given me this desire. 
And I don't understand why I have this desire when it's not something that's physically possible for myself or my husband. And my husband has a heart that is so turned against it. Like, Lord, help me figure this out. Like, help your will be done. Help remove this desire from me or or place it in my husband. Like, help us come to a place of unity in our marriage, regardless of what direction that it was. But it was a long time of praying not nagging, not complaining, not controlling, not going in the silent treatment, not like retreating, you know, and then avoiding, not getting into debate because I'm good at that. Like I'll make charts and spreadsheets and show you statistically why. (laughs) I didn't do that stuff. I just allowed the power of the Lord to move in that area of my life and in our relationship. And sure, I, I prayed for my desires as well, but it was because it was coming from a place of me truly believing that the, those desires were planted in my heart by the Lord. And so I want to encourage you guys to remember about the power of a praying wife. Even if all you can do is pray, you are doing so much. It is not the last resort, the last thing, the smallest thing that we can do for somebody else nor for ourselves. It is the first resort and it is the most powerful thing. Remember that verse from Luke 19 that says, God gave us authority over all the power of the enemy. And in order to do that, in order to overcome these spiritual powers, we have to use our spiritual powers, which is to pray. And so I, again, want to remind you guys and invite you guys in to the Intentional Abundance Community. March 1st through 14th, we are going over 14 days of praying for your husband in this challenge. We're going to give you prayer prompts. You can simply just read those prayers. You can look up the scripture verses that are attached. You can pray those. You can elaborate on them. Um, You can do them over and over and over again. Like once the 14 days is done, just start over. The prayers are going to stay in there. They will be set up in a guide. So you'll be able to go back to them and refer to them. Even if you, even if you've heard this late, even if it's already March 15th that you're listening to this, please, please, please come into the community and pray for your husband. If you click the link to join the community, please answer the questions because we won't let you in the group unless you answer the questions. So just a little reminder, um, a little caveat there, but In the event you're like, I'm not on Facebook, I don't do communities, I'm not doing this. If you are like hard and fast, first, I want to encourage you to check yourself, girl. But but also, I want to leave you with some value today. So I want to give you just a list of ideas and things that you can pray over your husband about. And so... If you've got a pen and paper, get ready, write them down. Um, I don't even know how many there are here. It's well over a dozen, maybe a couple. So here we go. Things to pray over your husband about his spiritual growth and walk and relationship with God, his role as the leader of your family, his work, his work security, working relationships, his safety at work, any advancements or promotions in his workplace. Pray over even his career in general. Is he working in a place that isn't what his education is, what his heart is in, what his desire is in, but but it's the way he's supporting your family right now? Pray over that as well. Pray over his parenting and his relationship with your children, with his children even, if you have children from different relationships. Pray over his relationship with you. 
and we'll get into some more details about your marriage relationship here in a minute. Pray over his physical protection, his health, his commute to and from work. We already talked about safety in his workplace, but all the other things when he's out with friends, pray over just general ailments and whatever else, his physical protection. Pray over his relationship with his parents because that our relationship with our parents affects us greatly, whether it's positive or negative. So pray over that relationship with his parents. Pray over his faith and trust and obedience to God's pushes and pulls in his life. Pray that he'll be able to hear them and feel them. Pray over his emotional and mental health. Men have mental health and emotions too, you know. <laughs> pray over his coming um pray over his coming around to things that you have found God speaking to you over and over and over again like I talked about and shared with our our adoption testimony. It was one of those things for years after years after years God was was speaking to me and not removing that desire from me. So pray over for God to shift his heart in that. Pray over unity in your marriage and this oneness. Pray over communication in your marriage. Pray over his friendships and his fellowship circle. If he doesn't have one, pray for God to provide one for him. Other strong, godly men that he's able to fellowship with and share with and receive good feedback from. Pray that he will be able to have that iron sharpening iron relationship in his life. Pray over his discernment. Pray for his confidence and a purpose-driven life for him. Pray for romance and intimacy in your marriage. Pray for his standing against spiritual attacks. Pray this Luke 10, 19 verse over him that he will know and stand in that power of God against any spiritual attacks that come his way. Pray for his peace and his patience. Pray for his clarity of mind, his mindset, his thought life in general. Pray for his prayer life. Like we're here praying for our husbands, but pray that he would have an equally powerful prayer life for himself. Praying for himself, praying for his family, praying for you, praying for his friends, praying for his work life. Pray that God would give him the words and direct him where to pray. Pray for his time in the word with God. Pray that he's able to prioritize that and that he's able to allow God to lead him in his time in scripture and pray for healing from his past hurts and traumas in his life because men are not immune to those. So sisters, those are just a few ideas of ways, topics, areas where you can pray over your husband Please join us in this 14 days of praying for your husband challenge. We're going to be going over some prayers in some of these areas. Maybe we'll hit all of them. Maybe it'll go more than 14 days. I'm just only committing to 14 days um, with you guys. We're going to attach scripture verses to them so you can pray God's word back to him in those prayers. You can look them up. You can read the verse, maybe the whole passage surrounding it. Grow in context. Turn this into your devotion for the day. Turn this into a bigger thing where you're able to pray over your husband and then your kids and then your friends and then whatever else. This is just the start, sisters. This is just the first bit of, of stepping forward 
the first bit of stepping into this praying intentionally for your husband's praying intentional prayers over your husband's. And I am so excited to hear the testimonies and the word that comes out of this in terms of what is going on in your lives, maybe whatever shifts or whatever movement you're seeing from God coming out of this, because I know, I just absolutely know the power that is in the hands of a praying wife. So we'll see you over in the Intentional Abundance community, sisters, and we will jump into this. If you're listening to this the day it's released, we'll jump in tomorrow.